Hey there, this is Tristan Slade Mitchell, and I'm a Canadian free thought advocate on a mission to get people's thoughts provoked. As host, I'm going to give you my uncensored contemporary worldview to shine light on new perspectives regarding modern debates and issues. I'd like to welcome you to the Slade side and take you on a journey to see the world through another's eyes. Don't forget, you can follow me on Instagram at tarantism.tristan. That's T-A-R-A-N-T-I-S-M dot Tristan. It doesn't matter how many times you argue a point, there are going to be people that disagree with you no matter what. This is just the reality of political conversation. And it's another reason why I've chosen to not specifically talk about certain issues because when it comes to ignorance I don't think ignorance has a topic and I don't think ignorance has a political side a political party or a certain way of thinking ignorance does however often find itself in anybody who is too one-sided and lacks clarity in their thinking and I find that today's politics is becoming more and more one-sided and when you become one-sided and you polarize yourself and you lack clarity uh, it actually is a barrier to progress instead of something that promotes it. Something that is very similar to polarization of thought is extremism and fantasism. These are things that have existed for millenniums in politics and although that one-sidedness doesn't automatically indicate extremism, I find that there is a correlation between the two. When people hear the term extremism, they associate it with radical movements like the KKK, Daesh, or uh, ISIS, and Antifa, just as some examples. And these, you know, movements portray some very evil sides of human nature. And uh, again, one-sided thinkers I don't think obviously are the same as these extremist groups. However, where does extremist thinking come from? I mean, people aren't really inherently hateful, but that hate uh, and that anger um, and one-sidedness comes from you know, a mind washing. And these groups and their ideologies are really rooted in a sort of rhetoric and story that creates a common enemy, finds a way to put blame onto others for everything. And, you know, that is what radicalization is. They polarize their followers. And the reason I want to talk polarization is because it is so vivid and evident in today's politics. Um, and although I don't think politics are becoming overly extreme to a scary degree, I think it has the potential to become something that we don't really want it to. Social movements, for example, um, you know, we're seeing this two-sided story really dramatically come to fruition of a radical far left whose agenda is social justice beyond any logical explanation and the far right reactionaries who dwell in ideologies of hate and fear of progress and development. And so, yeah, people are always putting themselves as I am left wing and I am right wing. And they think that, you know, you can only have left-wing views if you're a left-wing person and you can only have right-wing views if you're a right-wing, you know, person. And these are separation narratives. And I don't believe that everyone is really just one side or the other. I don't think any issue in itself is a two-sided issue that you can only think this or that of. Uh, 
And what is also occurring is there's this branding of politics in which organizations and parties are endorsing a way of thinking uh, in regards to debate and social issues. And when you endorse a way of thinking rather than thinking about, you know, specific situations as they arise uh, with a sort of moral standing, you actually don't come across to me as something, some group that, you know, advocates free thought, but you actually just react to issues based on what you think your way of thinking should be like. And so, again, I think I've mentioned this before, there's nothing worse than allowing an organization, a book, or an authority to tell you how you should think. I'm a free thought advocate, so I want people to think logically, to establish morals or values for themselves, and then approach each issue or debate open-mindedly rather than allowing an organization to tell you how to think. American political parties serve as great examples of what I'm talk talking about. In their so-called democracy, there's really only two political parties. You have the Democrats and the Republicans. And the Democrats are left and the Republicans are right-wing. One side's pro-choice, one side's pro-life. One side is globalist, one side is protectionist. One has high taxes, one believes in low taxes. One is against the NRA, one is for the NRA. And this culture of two parties and two ideologies, two ways to vote is such a dividing force for the you know engaged citizen. Any competent voter who does their research on platforms, um, when you have such little to choose from, it's really difficult to make a favorable voting decision, you know? And in America, you know, people love to call themselves either I am a Democrat or I am a Republican. And when we hear those terms, we associate them with a way of thinking. When I don't think politics should be a Democrat way of thinking or a Republican approach. I don't think that these political parties have it all right. I find when I look at these platforms, I look at their history over the year and I look at the different leaders of these parties, sometimes I find myself really agreeing with the Republicans and then I also find myself really agreeing with the Democrats. And when you have just two political parties and just two ways of thinking, it's really hard, you know, to make an educated decision and feel good when you vote because when you only have two parties and two choices, I don't think that they really represent everybody's way of thinking. And I think you'll have a lot of people who find themselves economically agreeing with Republicans, socially agreeing with Democrats and the other way around. Um, and they brand, you know, an agenda. And so you'll have people looking at the opposing side as the enemy, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you voted for that person. Oh my God, I can't believe you support it. How could you not support my side? I mean, the last American election of Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump is like the perfect example of, you know, creating these enemies out of people. You have Hillary Clinton and you have Donald Trump. And it doesn't matter what your political opinions are, neither of them represent the perfect politician, the perfect political platform. And, you know, 
I mean, I don't agree with the American voting system. The popular vote was to Hillary Clinton, but, you know, Donald Trump was elected president. And so with Donald Trump as president, you have, you know, one side that really supports him, it seems, and then one side that really doesn't support him, right? And, you know, in the supporting side, you get this complete blindness where it doesn't matter what Donald Trump does he is the savior and you know they support him right to the bone on everything and then you have the side that's against him who thinks he's this evil Hitler who is a horrible horrible person when really looking at what has gone on under the Trump administration it is not comparable to Nazi Germany at all and they haven't committed crazy atrocities but of course his rhetoric and some of the many things he has done is questionable and you know I don't agree with it all but I also don't see this hateful side of it but when you have only two sides arguing with things it's really hard to make a decision um, when there's such a lack of compromise and middle ground in the way of thinking people like Ocasio-Cortez, Ben Shapiro, and the political group Turning Point USA brand political parties as a way of thinking. And this has led to a rise of such hate amongst people. You have people endorsing a way of thinking and alienating anybody who doesn't agree with you. Now, of course, the common and valid argument is that these people and groups, you know, they don't amount to a hateful rhetoric spread by, you know, the Nazis or Daesh or the Khmer Rouge. So we can't call them extremists just yet. But that radical way of thinking and the approach that they have to political debate, I find is very similar to how extremist groups radicalize their followers by alienating, you know, anybody who disagrees. And instead of having people, you know, seek to educate themselves on a particular issue, they say that, well, this is the, you know, proper way of thinking. This is our side's way of thinking. And it's our way or the highway. And, you know, that doesn't lead to any progress whatsoever. In today's, uh, you know, political debates, everybody really does call themselves either a liberal or a conservative. And in reality, people are totally a combination of these, you know, beliefs. But society loves to polarize and place people in boxes and label them with a certain way of thinking. Uh, It really doesn't matter, though whether or not you vote for a specific party, you don't have to consider yourself a part of that box. There have been times where I have advocated in Canada um, for in favor of the Liberal Party of Canada, and there's times I've advocated for the NDP and the Conservative Party as well. They, They all take different stances on things. They're on different sides of the political spectrum. And even when I advocate for, you know, a certain political party during an election, it doesn't mean that I endorse completely their way of thinking. When I was younger uh, and started getting involved with politics, I actually held a uh, membership. I've held uh, 
three different political party memberships. Um, and it totally drove people nuts watching me, you know, walk the floor onto different political sides. But the reason I did this was because, you know, I would see that my party was beginning to, you know, take one side on an issue that I was appalled by. And then I was like, well, I can't stand with the party whatsoever. And then I walk over and I'd join the other side of the platform and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, we got the right way of thinking. Then, you know, all of a sudden the party would do something that I didn't agree with and then I'd leave. So I'm completely no longer endorsing political parties with membership because what I find is that at the end of the day, there is no perfect political party that can fully represent my political views. As a free thinker, I don't think this way because the party is going this way. I think for myself. And I want more people to do that because the more we can think freely for ourselves rather than taking the opinions endorsed by a group, the less polar we are. Agreeing with everyone is impossible, but nothing gets done when we refuse to converse with the other side and see things in different perspectives. Furthermore, there, are, like I said at the beginning, there's always going to be people that disagree with you, and pleasing everyone is completely unrealistic. There's going to be decisions that are made that we're going to disagree with in politics, um, and... It really is hard for people sometimes to swallow that even when something is legislated in politics, you know, when some sort of crazy radicalized left way of thinking is legislated in politics or, you know, conservatives make this horrible budget or something, for example, that makes cuts to things that we don't agree with. It's not the end of the world and it doesn't mean that everything that that party does is going to be horrible. And so politics are really complicated. And I think it's why people get so turned off by it, why they avoid it like wildfire. Um, I think it's important to be engaged in politics because politics is a big part of the way society functions. But I also understand sometimes there's no point in having political conversations because there are going to be individuals who are going to alienate you no matter what. And as somebody who embraces different standings on different issues that are considered sometimes right and sometimes left, I, I love the name calling that comes out of it. You know, you'll have people calling me, oh, you're such a bigot. Uh, you know, you're such, you endorse this patronizing way of thinking that is so far right and re reactionary and then at the same time you'll have people on the right side go oh my gosh Tristan you're way too liberal in your way of thinking and you know nothing is logical and you're living in dreamland and I laugh at both sides because at the end of the day I know that when I speak on a political issue I seek to first educate myself on the topic. Um, I like to look at both sides of the argument um, or the numerous sides of an argument and then think about how I think for myself and my morals and values. And then I come to a decision based on 
all of that combined information. And people don't do that enough. Um, they often just, uh, you know, hear one side of it and go, okay, that sounds right. And while well, everybody else is just stupid, when I think that often sides, there are two sides to an argument and that different sides have different valid points of view. Um, I strongly believe that people have a right to think for themselves and, you know, in Western countries such as my own, there is a growing pot of diversity um, and we have to accept that there are people who walk among us who differ from us greatly, um, not only ter in terms of uh, culture, but in terms of, you know, ways of thinking. I mean, you know, the LGBTQ plus community is a great example. There are such a varying different sets of people all under the umbrella of LGBTQ plus. Um, and what we're seeing more and more is people are struggling to accept that these people exist. I don't want to speak on specific issues. There are, you know, many topics of debate relating to, you know, the LGBTQ plus community that I agree with. And then there are debates where, you know, I disagree with the way of thinking um, and the legislation behind it. But you have to understand that there is a wide group of people. We have to accept that, you know, varying groups of people exist uh, culturally, socially, um, you know, economically, we're all very different. And at the end of the day, though, we're all one, we're all human. And I think at the root of everybody's political opinions. It doesn't matter where you sit politically. People want to live in peace. People really are striving to have a healthy quality of life and an adequate standard of living. Just the approaches to it are different. I think, though, that one thing that should never be involved in politics whatsoever is uh, religion because uh, religion is a system of belief that is very susceptible to being way too polarized in a way of thinking. I mean, the root of so much of history's conflicts is based in religion. Um, some of the many extremist groups that have, you know, come up in the world today and many conflicts between countries are still based in religion. I think religion is really susceptible to radicalization. Um, and so I think that that is something that should always be left out of political discussion. If you are a religious person, there's nothing wrong with having that belief. We all have our rights to think and believe how we choose to. However, I don't think that politics should ever be based in a specific ideology, uh, especially in terms of religion, because right then and there you alienate so many different groups of people because there are so many different religions out there. Um, any sort of extremism, polarization, it really only leads to conflict and a lack of balance. I don't think that there's anything wrong with being passionate about a particular political issue. And you just have to keep in mind that advocating for something is no good without listening to others, understanding others, as well as respecting others. Um, again, like I said, extremism 
is not the same as having polarized opinions, but the polarization of beliefs is really a root cause towards extremism. And that way of thinking is completely ignorant in itself. I think that so much of people's political bias is rooted in having, you know, a one-sided way of thinking rather than, you know, thinking freely about things and listening to others um, rather than, you know, just pushing, you know, your ideas out there. I want more people as well to empower themselves with the ability to say that I don't have enough background knowledge on said issue. Um, you know, I don't understand it enough to make a specific statement on it. People, especially, I think Facebook is the perfect platform to find this. People on Facebook love to argue and engage in debates on politics. And I both love Facebook debates and I also hate them. I love them because uh, it shows that there's a lot of people out there who do want to engage in political discussion and, you know, do have some understanding of politics. But man, some of the stupid stuff that is said on there, the name calling, the bashing of others, this, again, labeling of people, it's just, it doesn't lead to any progress in anything. I mean, in the United States and in Canada, we're seeing, honestly, 50% of people agree with one side of things and 50% agree with the other. Well, when you have 50-50 on something, I don't think that one 50% should get the final say over the other half of people. I mean, that's why I hate the Canadian first-past-the-post voting system because it gives the winner-take-all when I don't think it should be winner-take-all and we shouldn't just have one party, you know, being the master voice over everything when you have almost a whole other half of the country that completely disagrees. There has to be middle ground. There has to be more conversation. And so we need to formulate more healthy, you know, social habits to create more productive change. Don't polarize yourself. Think freely. Be open to the fact that there are different opinions and diverse ideas. And make sure that you educate yourself before you radically take one side of an issue. Um, and I think that will conclude my little uh, spiel on extremist thinking and the polarization of thoughts but it's definitely something that is way too abundant and I think it is a dangerous way of thinking that we are seeing way too much in today's politics and if we want to kill ignorance we have to kill polarization of thoughts and thinking. Think freely everybody, thanks for tuning in and uh, pay attention for the next upcoming episode.